Alexis, how's it going? Good. Yeah? How are you? Oh, oh my gosh, it's an earthquake! Oh. Good thing we're on Prep Yourself Podcast and we can tell you what to do. So many earthquakes. We've had so many earthquakes and I don't know why I have to talk in like an imitation deep announcer voice to talk Super about sexy. it, but it's what feels natural. <laughs> <laughs> Just like an earthquake. Mm-hmm. So it was really exciting. Um, There were so many, (laughs) there were so many earthquake things that happened. So uh, 4th of July, or right before, the night before 4th of July, was the first. I I wasn't here. Was the 4.6 or whatever? I can't remember. I was on a different day. Uh, It was on a different day. Lex was in Europe because she's fancy and she went to go see the best World Cup games ever. So good. and all of a sudden, she's like, check out our lady, Lucy Jones, mm-hmm. who is our, like, number one crush. And Through the fa- power of Facebook, I was able to keep updated on what was happening in the world yeah. outside of France and the World Cup, which is the only thing that matters. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know. Uh, but then there, so there was like a 4.6 or something like that, right? It was at 4.7 or something in like Washington. that. Washington? And no. Oh. It, the first one that was in, it was like a prequel to oh. the 6.1 or whatever. A prequake? There was a prequake. I did call it a prequel. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> But a prequel happens like after it's already been. Uh, yeah, but this prequel is starring back. The Rock, and it's different than San Andreas. Say it's no like a, it's the prequel to San Andreas. We have so, some facts. Like we have no idea how big it was. There was an earthquake in California. <laughs> there was an earthquake in California, and then there was a follow-up earthquake, and then Lucy Jones was in the paper everywhere. I think it was a little bit more than that. I think it was like a six point five, and then there was a seven point one because seven point one is pretty. Damn legit. So it was a 6.1. What are you talking about? 7.1. Of course I'm wrong, because every time I say anything on this podcast... That's supposed to be a fact? <laughs> Danny actually has the actual fact. <laughs> uh, well, it was 6.4, so we were both wrong. I said 6. Point you said 7.1. No, Let's argue about it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so there were some earthquakes... No, it is a 7.1. LA Times right here. Baby. Okay. I, do you have like a song for when you're right and other people are wrong? Because no. I feel like I deserve it's it. It's never happened. Whatever it is. I don't have a song. <laughs> this is the first time. This is the first time. <laughs> I'm so proud that you're I could be. right. I feel, I feel so proud that I could be here for you as you're like. Um, My first. Yeah, as your first. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> to be fair, I had a lot of downtime in France at night, so we would go out and blah, blah, blah. But then 
everybody here would wake up. And so then things would start happening. And then I'd like be on Facebook till 2 a.m., which is the dumbest thing. You know, it happens. But I read a lot about the earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> also, you were like not parenting. So you're like, I can, I, my brain can just be on whatever yeah, I want Yeah, and it then to be. the one in Washington happened. And I was like, oh, shit. But that was after I got, I was That home. was after you got back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was the, well, one on Thursday. It was after, just after the 4th of July. Yeah, so it was on, yeah, it was on 4th of July. And that one was a pre-quake. That is correct. It mm-hmm. was a pre-quake. I believe you on that one. And then, not we'll a pre-quake. Don't believe me on that. Pre-quake. <laughs> a prequel, a pre-quake. Um, and then the 7.1. But Lucy Jones was interviewed by, like, everyone. Yeah. And... She was, like, so excited. She kept being, like, you know, like, this is the most interesting of times to be in. And, like, just really she was so enthusiastically fascinated with her science being, like, the kind of the star of the show. Yep. That That lady wants to go down in an earthquake for sure. Oh, 100%. But her career choices are really paying off. They really are. Like, she's the only famous... Geologist. Seismologist. Seismologist. Sorry. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. But also... We're in bizarre world. We're in bizarre world. Talk. It's a little warm today. Uh, just before we started the podcast, I found an article that was entitled... Keep in mind, I have not read this article. I just saw the title of it. But we're going to. It's called... They call her the Beyonce of earthquakes. An interview with Lucy Jones. Who run the world? What is what are Beyonce's fans called? What? Like, do they have like a name? Like how Beyonce's? Yeah. Or does she has like a fan name? Like, isn't it the Gaga Monsters? Or? Yeah. Well, if she's the Queen Bee. Yep. It, it is. They're called the Beehive. It's got to be. Okay. They're called the Beehive. I feel like we need to come up with, like, Lucy Jones's, like, fan names. It, first of all, we're the only weirdos in her fan club, I yeah. think, maybe. What do we want to be called? Ones, but because I bet every student she's ever had is like, oh. Um, the Jonesers. I was just going to say. Jones and yeah. Jonesers. But that's like. Oh, I got a hit. I'm addicted to earthquakes. <laughs> I feel the earth move under my feet. Lucy Jones will tell me so. <laughs> <laughs> the earth shakers, the shakettes, the... But I think, I mean, it doesn't have to have to be do with her name. Oh, I guess, I wonder if she has a nickname. Well, we'll find this out, people, when okay. we start her fan have, club. If you have who, suggestions. Who's going to be president and who's going to be vice president of the fan club? You can be president. I can be president. 100%. What? I don't want to do any work. Can we be co-presidents, though? No. Why? Because. You have. You might have to sign, like, fan art or something. You I don't just, want that kind of responsibility. It'd be more fun to kill you and take over the presidency that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, House of Cards style. Yeah. You don't want to just, like, win a vote. Oh, I'm 100% Robin Wright. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate that I have to die that way, but I would be willing to die that way for you. I know. To become the president of Lucy Jones Fan Club. Yeah. <laughs> the shake um, So at the same time, so while all this is, so the earthquakes happen in California, then there was an earthquake here that was just north of Seattle that was a smaller quake, and it was a 4.7 or 4.6 or something like that. Um and there are a lot of people that we know that were like woken up 
you know, like, like a lot of them didn't even know that they had been in an earthquake. They just woke up and didn't really know. They're just like, why am I awake at 3 a.m.? Because it was like 3 in the morning, right? Yeah, sorry. It was very interesting to see the span of the experiences. I did not move a muscle. No, I didn't hear anything. I I didn't know anything. that was the night that we got back. And we're jet lagged, and Lulu had been in the hospital, so we hadn't slept. And I am not surprised I didn't wake up. But yeah, I was really mad I didn't wake up. Uh, you guys, Lulu is Lex's dog, and so her dog was in the hospital with some yeah. We can talk about troubles. prepping for being out of town and yep, <laughs> having someone take care of your your animal. Yep. I don't think. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine how much it. I mean, we would have barely felt it because it was centered. North of us, and it what? It's not on the same fault. It's not on Mm-mm. like the. It's not on the same. It's not on the subduction zone. That the big one that's going to happen here is going to happen is in the. What is it called? Cascadia? The cat. Yeah, the Cascadia yeah. subduction zone, and then the other one that could really mess us up is the Seattle fault, mm-hmm. which kind of runs through downtown and then through the Sound. Um, which we've talked about uh, maybe a thousand times mm-hmm. on this podcast already. Yeah. But we will say it again. Oh, yes. Every time and still sound like we're questioning whether we're telling the right thing or not, not. Because we don't know. We don't. <laughs> we don't know. It was a smaller fault and it was deep underground, which is so it wasn't uh, like ripply shaking. The one that just happened? The one that just happened up here, right? False. It was close to the surface. Oh, my God. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> but it wasn't very strong. Yeah. It was only a 4.6. And they said that it, um, we're now closer to Canada. So it's more that 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 this Pacific crest plate, like the tectonic plate, is moving. So I think it was more of a plate earthquake than a, a fault line. So as this as the whole like North American plate or part of Canada is moving, it, it created a, a tension that made the earthquake facts so many facts you have so many facts i guess this is because it's mercury retrograde or whatever we've switched places where lex is the only one who knows facts and she did all of her homework i didn't know homework and i'm sitting over here like a dumb dumb you guys total dumb dumb over there i just want to tell you i mean first of all i'm not just sitting over here like a dumb dumb i actually am one in real life <laughs> uh but i just want to let you know we I don't will like have you a, talking about my friend like that we <laughs> we will have at least two facts for you at the end of the episode because we're going to talk about a class that we went to called stop the bleed but just so you know, there are facts coming up, I not so just us facts. trying to guess things and then laughing at ourselves. Hold on. That's our whole lives. Yeah, Wait, it. It, that is going to keep happening. Yeah. But on, uh, so when all that happened, I like jumped into motion. Like Leaf and I had been um, ransacking our packs this summer because all of our like coolest camping tools and stuff are all in our um go bags mm-hmm. and so like our like solar camping solar chargers mm-hmm. and uh uh tools. wind up radio and oh, our multi tools yeah so like leathermans and stuff are all in those packs that that's where they live in general and in a perfect world we would use those things and then immediately put them back where they go <laughs> but instead our both of our day packs had turned into this just like mound of stuff, stuff and things on the floor. 
Um, and I literally got up the next morning and was like, do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just went through and it felt really nice to like get our bags sorted back out. There was some stuff that had expired, which happened last time you went through your bag. Mm-hmm. You found like, like, um, bar, like uh, your yeah, like cliff bars, bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found, so we had dog food that had gone out of date. Um, I had a couple of bar type things that had gone out out of date, but more importantly, all of the uh, medications. When I made my bag two years ago, I put in like um, like Tums and uh, Tylenol. And <laughs> why do we have so much Tums in our? I don't know. I don't. That I was think the only. By the way, I, I think that I only have Tums because of you. Because I've literally never taken a Tums in my life. <laughs> I have never, because I'm not like a spicy food eater, like I've never once been like, can someone get me a Tums? Like, never. I think it was about the time I turned 33 or something. I was like, Ugh. You're like, I've got to have Tums all the time. I uh, also have a history of ulcers, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, I'm sorry. So, uh, but all of those medications were all expired. Aww. So I got rid of all of that stuff. And also in Leaf's pack, we discovered he, like, didn't have a jacket of any type. Yeah. So if it's raining and we get wet and then he doesn't, you know, and it's in the middle of the night, which we are in Seattle, so that's probably what will be happening. Yeah. It'll be in the middle of the night and raining. I had that thought when I was going through my stuff, like, should I take out the winter jacket that I have in my bag and replace it with a summer more jacket. sunscreen. Yeah. Right? You know, so and I was like, so how seasonally do you need to do that? I think that that's probably appropriate for your car. Yeah. Um, but then my next thought was, well, if you're going camping or you're going for a hike, you're going to bring the appropriate things you'll need just in case. Or you're going to the mountains, you're going to have that snow. It doesn't need to remain in your car. Right. And I kind of felt the same way about my stuff at home. Like, there's a lot of stuff at my house that I can just get. grab. And I've said this before, like, I don't see this as, like, a go bag, like, grab and run. Right. Um, so I do have a coat in mind, but I think, I was like, so five days of clothes? Should I pack that <laughs> in here? But so I it's do, all there. So I do see it, for me, a little bit more as a go bag because, not that I would be running away from anything, but... Okay, let's say there is a pre-quake and it's enough that it shakes my the front of our house off of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And we get our we grab our go bags and get outside. I'm probably not coming back in here until we can actually assist. let's say it's in the middle of the night and I know that the whole house is like sideways. I'm not going to come back in here to get blankets and pillows and stuff. Cuz you're going to fall over. Cuz what if another earthquake hits right as I come in and then I'm Squashed to death. Hmm. I would definitely take my chances. Of course, we could get to the wine cellar. I would expect it because I would have already walked to your house because yeah. I have an actual go bag. Yeah. So I'd put it on like a backpack, go over the holzers and be like, "Where's my wine?" Like, and like broken. Lex will have us like put a rope around her so that like she, we can like <laughs> pull, she can pull it to let us know if she's still alive or not, if she's buried in there. 
Oh, man. Not just wine. There are those fancy ciders and stuff you guys have over There's there, too. There's a lot of alcohol. It's all going to get destroyed. <laughs> That's the really ironic and sad part about all the time we talk about wine. Yep. There's going to be no wine. It's all going to, like... It will be there for us. Should I just start bubble wrapping everything? You guys, this house is really sturdy. Our house was made, was built during a time in such a way that literally the front house of our part, the front part of our house is not attached to the... Uh, cement. Is it foundation? Port, oh, so it's post and beam. Yep, it's just sitting on top of it. The weight of the house is what keeps it on top of the foundation. And I did not know this literally until four days ago when one of our friends was like, hey, does anybody, because again, after yeah. this earthquake, everybody's like, okay, all of that stuff I've been thinking about doing, uh-huh. I'm going to do now. One of our friends was um, retrofitting his house, earthquake retrofitting, mm-hmm. and it was a couple of projects. It looked like he was like, so he was taking down some cabinets that weren't very well put into his garage, and he just took them down because it was it was... It seemed like a safety hazard, maybe. It sounds like a death trap. Yep. And then he was retrofitting stuff underneath his crawl space. And I was asking Leaf, like, what does that mean? Is he like, I don't know what you do that you would retrofit. And that's when he explained to me that our house isn't attached to the foundation. In the back, the back was an addition. So it is attached. The front is not because it was put, it was built in the 40s. So Okay. So probably I'm going to die is our what I was trying to say. Our previous house was built in 1918. Nice. That was not a poured foundation. <laughs> was it brick? No. Um, that was the other really cool conversation that happened like within 24 hours of that earthquake. Uh, someone mentioned that they had been looking at to buy a house that was brick that's in Ballard. And she just asked, like, you know, what is it? What are the regulations about brick? And so there was a whole conversation where they were in the neighborhood kind of thing about, first of all, I linked the, just the straight up Seattle.gov, like information about uh, unreinforced brick buildings, because like, I'm a nerd. Yeah. And I'm like, read the facts, ma'am. Even though I can't remember the facts. You read the facts, ma'am. <laughs> um, but a bunch of people were saying that the insurance will not cover brick portions of people's houses really in this city or i don't know if it's the city or the state or whatever but if your house is like let's say 90 percent timber and whatever and like 10 percent brick they won't cover if there is an earthquake they won't cover it as part of your insurance well in a bit of related personal news i now have earthquake insurance yay it's way more expensive than you made it out to be uh I don't think so. How much are you paying? I don't know. Leaf knows. Okay. Don't embarrass me like this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be cheap. How Mike's much is like, it? No, it's about eight hundred dollars a year, which I thought was kind of a lot. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what, like seventy dollars a month or something. Yeah. That's that is a lot. So I'm really hoping for that earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because your house is worth so much more than mine. I didn't already talk about this today. I don't know. So we asked our agent about this, and um, I did say that we got the quote because that's when we found out we didn't have collision on one of our cars. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oops. Um, But then they send you a quote, and then you have three different options. So you can, you know, pay less to get less coverage in the end or pay more and get more coverage, a certain percentage of your replacement costs. 
Um, and it does have that escalation piece of like, so at, you know, whatever it costs at that time to replace your house, that's what they're going to pay. For sure. Mm-hmm. With a deductible. So again, I do think your house is probably worth like twice as much as mine. Only because it's so big, it's twice as big as mine. Think about it. It might even be three times as big as mine. Yeah, four. <laughs> You're like, you've never been to the attic where we murder people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where do you think all that wine comes from? Um, it's blood. It's blood <laughs> wine. No. But the other thing that I did that I was like, I had been thinking about doing for a while. So a couple of episodes I talked about. Um, I don't, did we ever talk about this? I got Lex a, no, oh, we didn't. So Lex, uh, graduated with her master's degree. She has a master's now. She's a master of things. Uh, and for, because, because she doesn't have enough stuff. I got her a go bag, just like a, a three day pack so that she could have a particular one. Yeah. I don't know what you ended up doing with it, but. It, um, it's still in my basement because I yeah. left for vacation like five days after that party. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the, my the thought was that she had mentioned that her work bag was just like a shopping sack with just some stuff in it. And even though this book bag has like three days worth of uh, just very small amounts of, of supplies, um, like it has bag water in it and first aid kit, like, Mm -hmm. but everything's like the small version of things, but there's a backpack that goes with it and it has plenty of room for you to like put like a jacket and some Mm -hmm. shoes and like other things that you would need at your desk. Um, and so when I got that for her, I got one for me too, because just like everything that we prep for, it's like one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. Um, and so we had just been sitting in my car for a few weeks and I finally got motivated because I kept taking it out because I would be like oh, moving a bunch of stuff. And so, <laughs> so I put, it, props. I, I put it in there. Kickball props is mostly what it is. <laughs> so I took it and there's like this tool compartment in the trunk of the car uh, that I've literally never used except for what was in there was an atlas. And I was like, good job for at least prepping to have like a means of knowing where I am. And, uh, so then I filled up that whole tool thing with all of the stuff from the bag and then put the bag in there so that I could put it back if I needed to go away from my car. Uh, but then I was while I was doing that whole exercise, I was like, it, you could so easily be stranded in your car somewhere. Oh, yeah. And I also that morning while doing that went and filled up my gas tank, Good even job. though it was only it was I'm like, on half right now. It was like it was at like, I don't know. Uh, you know, just under half. And I was like, I'm going to go and fill it up right now. Oh. Look yes. at me. I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. And then the big one still hasn't hit. Oh, <laughs> Thank my goodness. God. I'm so mad. I oh. do not want to. I'm not going to Lucy Jones this earthquake. <laughs> I am going to Lucy Jones, Lucy Jones, but I'm not going to Lucy Jones this earthquake. Uh, you know do you know who what else she was, looks like? I, yeah, I know what she Jones? looks like. I've Have never, you ever seen her? No. She just looks no, like. No, I don't want to know. She looks like a baller. I bet. She does. Like Beyonce? Yeah. Like she looks like twins? a lady who knows what the hell's going on. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know who else was in the news a bunch and was on a bunch of NPR for, like programs? <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Jason Margolis. So we've been talking about Not the big Maya one. Yousef, the person who actually made the show. But. <laughs> she did produce it. It's true. It's true. Sorry. No offense, Jason. I yeah. listening. Good job. Uh I know you told me this earlier. What is the morning show on NPR? Uh, 
morning edition. Morning edition. Yeah. So that's where I heard him talking about it. But then one time in the evening, I was like turning on the radio just as he was finishing. And I'm like, I know that guy's voice. And I'm like, because I am a nerd. I'm a nerd. Uh, but so he's the one who did the big one podcast that we've been talking about for the last few episodes. He was on my mind when I was reading those articles on Facebook. I was like, yeah. Jason Margolis is shitting his pants right now. For sure. Or he's like running around like, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> both. He's doing both right now. Um, so the, the episodes that we are just now getting to and probably why you're thinking about it so much is... So one of the nice things about the way that that is laid out is he's like learning about these things at the same time. And you can totally hear how much of a journalist he is because he uh, and his wife, there's this one episode where he finally, he's like seven episodes into making this thing, which a produced podcast like that, I can't even imagine. Well, mm-hmm. it takes us about two years to make seven episodes. So <laughs> you if you're on that. Six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <of a two laughs> It's been at least six weeks since we recorded. Um, So at this rate, we will have seven episodes like next year. Next year. But um, him and his – so he had never actually made a go bag because he got too – he kept getting too much in his mind about it. And then finally one day he spent like – he just went – he got obsessed with it and went on the internet and spent like $900 – yeah. Or something crazy, mm-hmm. like just on well, like first he goes stuff to visit his friend, like, and I think he's a friend, not just an acquaintance, but someone that he knows that is for all intents and purposes, a prepper. Yeah. And so he's like, so what do you think, you know, what do you have in your bag? And so he's going through all this stuff, like special tools to open water fount, uh, spigots on buildings to get water. Um, you know, all these weird, but you know, food, water, all this. And then they get into that big discussion about the gun. About guns. If you need a gun or not. But, um, yeah, so, and then Jason Merkels is all like, I don't need that. I'm, You know, I don't need a gun. I don't need all this stuff. Let me just look on what I can get on Amazon. And then it's 3 a.m. all of a sudden, and he's like, and he's like I need spin- a motorcycle <laughs> with gas cans on the side. And, you know, how do you not go into that? Like yeah, he was hole. like, it was so such a spiral. He finally just made a list. Yeah. Spent like 700, 900 bucks or whatever and knocked it out and got the stuff. Yeah. A sleeping pad, water bottles, food. All yeah. the things. Radio. And then he and his wife mm-hmm. uh, practiced one night. So they they put their kid in bed. And they practiced if there was they an earthquake. They had a drill that she was drinking <laughs> wine the whole time. I was like, I get you, girl. Yeah. I know. Come on our podcast. Uh, and she, um, and they kind of go through, but they're like practicing, like just putting up their tent. Can they find their tent? Yeah. They practice putting it up in the dark. And he was awesome. He was like, my wife is a genius. <laughs> I loved it. You could hear how yeah. passionately in love he yeah. was with his wife at that moment. Like just in an adult, that is like really an appreciating point because this was the first moment, like seven episodes in where I'm like, okay, this podcast doesn't like totally kill me because now it's layered <laughs> with this like romance about how he's so like renewed yeah. love between them of like getting shit done like For sure. is there anything more attractive than like cooperating with your partner achieving things like i identified with her because she specifically mm-hmm. called out that he like doesn't get he doesn't 
get shit done. Like yeah. their projects just hanging around the house. And she was talking about, she, she was getting anxious about, about a it. Bench and I was like, what? Cause we, Mike has been trying to build snowboard benches for two years. Oh my God. You're like, just build the bench. Yeah. So I get it. And, and that's the whole point of this podcast. But yeah, if you have a friend or a partner or someone like do it. You will love them so much more. Just like Danny and I love each other. So we much. just love each other, and that's why we get a thing, and you get a thing. <laughs> uh, but I, I did think I really loved that moment between them. Yeah. And it was nice because early on in the podcast, he interviewed her, and she talked about how every time they started talking about it, she had a lot of fear, mm-hmm. like even around discussing the subject. It just made her feel scared, and she it felt like a little bit like she was. You know, there was there's a lot of people who are like, if I just ignore it, then I don't have to emotionally deal with it. And um, so it was just like making her nervous. And then they did this thing, and she's like, I actually feel a lot better. She's like, after doing that, I feel like we could maybe survive. And I think well, not also not just getting the stuff. Yeah, going through it. So it was interesting to listen to their scenario. Of, Okay, so this just happened. You know, our kitchen is a mess. There's uh, stuff from the drawers and cabinets everywhere, all throughout the house. Um, okay, where's our kid? And I'm right. Like, oh crap. Um, okay, so one of us goes to check on the kid, and one of us goes to turn off the gas. And I was like, Oh my god, the gas! I wouldn't even thought of that. Of course, Mike's going to do that part. Um, you know, and then he couldn't. He couldn't turn off the gas yeah it's like okay well now what do we do do we sleep inside or do we sleep outside yep and they're like okay i think we should sleep outside just to make sure um the house doesn't blow up yep so speaking of house blow up so one of the big things about the ridgecrest um earthquakes was that there were so many fires and we talked about this before it's not just the initial shaking that is like the travesty of um, what happens with earthquakes is all the utilities going crazy. It, there's a lot of fires that end up happening for a variety of reasons, but most of it is gas explosions. Like a lot of it is because, you know, you're all of a sudden your house is just filling with gas and whatever that, the you know, sets or it on fire. you were cooking something at the time. Or you're cooking, like whatever reason. But there are a lot of fires that happen, and that's one of the reasons why you want to have um, dust masks or, like, um, face masks in your go bag. A gas mask, Danny. gas mask. <laughs> it's her guilty pleasure. No, I was talking about, like, spa face masks. Because, oh, sheet masks. Yeah, you want to make sure that you have a positive mental attitude. You need that PMA to be high, so you got to... You need... But... If there's a lot of smoke in your neighborhood and you're just trying to get through your neighborhood, having like some kind of breathing thing is is going to be helpful. Um, but I really liked how they went through that together. Those the other episode though that we were talking about this week that was that one is it called Lessons or whatever. Mm-hmm, the lessons. So, so they were trying to summarize. Oh, before we move on, I wanted to ask you where do you fall on the gun? Oh yeah. Where do you, where, how do you fall on the sword now? Yeah. Where do you fall on the gun argument? Yeah. So have a gun the, or don't have a gun? The question is, do you need a gun for something like this situation? Yeah. Where it's not post-apocalyptic. Right. You're not in a situation where... It's not you know, societal help collapse. isn't coming. Right. Yeah. Um, and the friend that he interviews says, well, I don't want to be... 
out on my lawn with my family and all my stuff and somebody needs something or wants something and I say no and they're bigger and stronger than me, how do I protect my family? And so then they go and talk to a psychologist and, and she's like, no, I probably, you know, if, if hospitals and police and prisons and, you know, those people don't show up to work and those systems don't work then for society, maybe having a gun, you know, isn't a bad idea. Or alternatively, share your stuff with people. Or just like, share your stuff. Get a whole bunch more because you know that there are people that aren't prepping and, you know... I definitely fall in that camp. Yeah. But <laughs> no. I still want to you know, go shoot so, a gun. This is oh, and I should I should say that I want to learn how to use one. I just don't necessarily necessarily want to own one. Yeah. Um the for me, I I and I go back and we've mentioned this before because it was on one of the earlier episodes of the big one podcast. Um about they have found that people are usually at their best. Yes. And the same psychologist uh, was the one who was interviewed. Yes. Um, for that part where it's, it's where she was like, you know, people are usually at their best during times of disaster. And I think his point is like what happens though when you're the third day in. Mm-hmm. Like not like initially where it's like, oh, I could either run away or I could help my friend who broke their foot. You're going to stop and help your friend who broke their foot, you know, kind of thing. Um, But what happens three days later when no one's come to help your friend who broke your foot, their foot, and you haven't talked to your family? Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to stay, you're not going to keep staying there forever. So that researcher did research on 9-11, which I think is a little bit different than an earthquake because with an earthquake it's not just like one central point of destruction being the trade center yep it's everywhere so like everybody like there are no people to like really come and help yeah you know like if you can help great but you have to like we learned tonight take care of yourself make sure you are protected if you can help other people you should right but you know I have a priority, like if it's help that person or get home to see if my child is alive and help her. You're going to go do that. I have to. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I just, to me, I don't think that uh, in the case of like an earthquake that society is going to fall apart so much that I need a gun. I agree. I think if there was like a pandemic, like where there was some kind of like, that kind of issue, uh, I think being able, I, I think it's like more of like a deterrent to come near you. Is there an online question, like quiz that I can take? Like, I wish you, there is. Should you not own a gun? Hey, everybody send us, we'll send us a quiz of whether we should own a gun or not. And we'll tell <laughs> you what our things say. I do want to be able to disarm someone else. Yes. I do think that there there are bad people out there that will take advantage of the situation. Yes. But I think 99.9% of people are generally good and they're going to help each other out. Yeah. Petty theft is always going to happen. Yes. But I don't think anyone's trying to attack anyone's family. I hope not. Well, I'll beat them up for you. Okay. I'll just stand around like looking mean oh. and tough. Oh. Uh, so what about... Do you want to talk more about that? Do you want to talk about the class we went to? Uh, let's talk about the class. Okay. Um, we went to, so 
we went to the we talk about the office of emergency management that's our other thing that we're like Matt. super yeah where's Matt at like we're Matt at? he doesn't even call us anymore and Peter hi we miss you <laughs> too hey Peter um so uh FEMA I did update my FEMA, FEMA app. I did update my <laughs> FEMA app too as part of my like like making sure that all my stuff was together so, so we went to, so, so the Office of Emergency Management in Seattle has like a whole series of classes that they do uh, throughout the year at a bunch of different like libraries and community centers. And it's really awesome because you just go for free. So you sign up and then uh, we've talked about before we went to their, what's it called? Book club. Oh yeah, the when, book club. The of, book club. Yeah, where we read the road. But it was, but it was really more about general prepping like it was you know that what they do is they facilitate a discussion about prepping based Survival on a prepping. fictional novel yeah. um and they relate it back to different parts of the book of like oh when this happened in the book this is what would have been helpful to them if they had done this prepping um which i thought was like a funny and good angle mm-hmm. and then uh leaf and i went to one that was Retrofitting Your House. Was that the one that we rode our bikes to that time? I can't remember. I interviewed Leaf afterwards, and I, he was so enthusiastic about prepping. That was his turning point. Yeah. But and I have to say, I think he he's back. really getting jealous of Mike being called Prince of the Podcast because he made <laughs> us dinner. He did make us dinner. He took the dogs on a walk. He did do that. He us a drink. Yep. He's, 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 he's pretty trying. fancy sometimes. That's fancy. He's fancy. He likes all of our things when we post things. Yeah. Like, like. Um, you guys can do that too. Yeah, you can you also can, like you it. You can also do that. You can do that. You can love it. You can um, laugh at it. You can be angry at it. You can we just send compliments to us. Yeah. I like compliments. You can PM us compliments. You can you can publicly compliment us. Yeah. You can just journal about it. Journal about it and just feel it in your heart and we'll feel Dear it. Diary. Okay, so the Office of Emergency <laughs> Management does this class series. Um, and they do also do basic first aid and they also do... What am I forgetting? I did basic first aid with uh, Aiden. With Aiden that time. Um, but this Fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher training. Um, so much. So many things. And they... Uh, to have this one class called Stop the Bleeding, we actually got certified in yeah. it. Yeah. So we didn't know this before going in, but the person who running the class mentioned that Stop the Bleed uh, became introduced as a type of first aid training after Sandy Hook because um, they found that there were a lot of people who could have been saved had they known, and by people I mean children, that could have been saved had other people known how to effectively work with uh, specific bleeding injuries. Third graders? No, like the teachers and stuff. Uh, But how is the teacher going to... It's a horrible reason to start this. It is. I'm sorry we have to talk about Sandy Hook. Yeah. Um, so, they put up but a that did graphic. happen, and it's terrible. And speaking about the gun argument, yeah. like, here's an argument of why crazy people shouldn't be... Yeah, they're like, so here are all the reasons you might need to know... Uh, how to stop severe bleeding, and they put up, like, yep. stop the bleed in the middle and a radial graphics of a house. Like, you might be at home and have a kitchen injury, and you'll need to stop it that way. Or weather might cause something, or a gun. And then there was a picture of a school. And there was, was a like, picture of a school. Going to school? 
Yeah, that is a reason that you could need to stop a bleed. Okay. This just... Society. I mean, there are no words to describe the fury that I feel (laughs) over that. Um, I know, Dylan. Yeah. Anyway, downer. Let's do an upper. The ABCs of stopping the bleed. Other than that we got certified, not insane. We have diplomas. We have diplomas that say we can stop a bleed. Um, It doesn't mean it's true. Uh, But... (laughs) The first, the first step. So it's ABCs of uh, stopping the bleed. The first thing is alert nine one one. Always call nine one one. Always have someone. Okay, I'm calling nine one one. I'll be right back. Good job, Danny. <laughs> because you're essentially, if someone tells you to call nine one one, you need to let them know that you heard them and that you are doing it and that you'll come back. Yes, and that you're not like I'll call nine one one, but I'm going home because. <laughs> I already I like hit my blood. forty for the week. <laughs> Ow. I don't like um, yeah, I don't like. I don't. I never want to look at this again. Bye. Um, but you should always, in any kind of medical emergency, you should always be looking for the person with the highest level of medical training. And I will tell you, it's not me. It might be. <laughs> it might be. Seriously. But I mean, but I'm saying like calling nine one one and getting someone better. <laughs> it's like Danny. I'll go call 911. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll go call 911. We both run away no, from no, no, the, the no. person's okay, like, let's go I'm call 911. Because <laughs> let's just be real. If somebody is bleeding so badly, there is going to be blood everywhere. Everywhere. Like it will be a oh my God. Stanley Kubrick scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be pulsing, you know, maybe not squirting, but like. So there's you look for a lot of blood, you look for pooling of blood, yeah, and you look for this is the B part of ABC, so oh, the sorry, bleeding part. Ahead. That's okay. You're not jumping ahead. Pooling. What was the other thing? Spurting, pooling. Volu- I think, yeah, volume. Yeah, yeah. Soaked. If you're like the clothing is yeah. soaked or whatever. Um, saturated clothing. Saturated clothing. I kept saying that. Saturated. There were uh, so many hilarious moments. There were many hilarious moments. Uh, not about like she, this lady who was teaching the class, uh, she like turned a slide and there was like a girl who had like a bleeding leg and she like turns a slide and then like she's like surprised by it. And she's like, well, I don't know what she did to herself. <laughs> And I'm like, I think it's just a picture for you to teach us the class. I loved that lady. I don't remember her name, though. I didn't write down their names this time. Okay. There were two nurses who taught the class and then one in EMT. Yeah. And I think the EMT was one of the nurses' son, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was so funny. So they introduced themselves. I'm like, okay, these are the nurses from Harborview. They're all registered nurses. And then this guy in the back of the class goes, and I'm William. I'm an EMT, and I've been an EMT for three years. And I'm like, what's that? Because in a soccer jersey, yeah, like random 19, dude. it looked like. What did you think? Speaking of him like being random, um, the teachers were great. And he actually was so excited to tell people facts, oh, like during the whole thing. Totally. He was like super into he's an it. EMT. Yeah, he's an EMT. He got it. Those nurses are like, I got nothing to prove. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to tell them all yeah. the things. I know stuff. Um, 
He did not talk like a cartoon character that I heard. No, I he know didn't. Like, I know stuff. I'm going to give him tea. I'm going to put this tourniquet right on here. Uh, but the class, how many people do you think it was? Like 50? Yeah. I think it was about 50 people. I think people were really focused. I don't think anyone was like, you know, like, obviously this is not what someone has to do with their Tuesday no. night. So... There were some nurses there, nursing yep. students from Bellevue College that we were talking to. So I think, and she was like, I need to take pictures for my presentation. So I think there's like, people who are going through training like that have to do like some community outreach or, you know, experience that. Yeah. And they probably have to get recertified all the time. But they were, um, I would say there was a good mixture of like husband-wife combos mm-hmm. in the crowd. I think there was a really good... Eight, like I really loved the age expanse of people in the room. It was intergenerational because I think that there were eight people in their early twenties, all the way probably through their like seventies. Yeah, that were in there, and um, people were pretty mindful about their questions. Like I, I don't feel like there were a lot of questions that were just for like taking up time. Kind mm-hmm. of like sometimes when people ask if anyone has questions, people will just are like, I need to think of a question. Yeah. I think it, they were all very specific kind of clarifying questions, except for the one that was about, I heard that if it doesn't hurt, you're not doing it right. And the nurse tried to be so generous She's like, about Did answering you just ask it. Me that? Like she didn't want to <laughs> tell I'm him. Horny. She didn't want to tell him no. She's like, well, let's think about it. Let's let's think about she, if they have to be in puts pain. She the fingertips of her hands together. And goes, let's think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pretty good. She's um, like, all of this that we're talking about is going to hurt. Yeah, whatever caused their injury hurt. Yep. a lot. So that second, the A B C thing, the B is finding the bleeding. So. There's a lot of different kinds of things that will let you know that it is somewhere that needs to be treated. But once you've assessed the fact that, like, so, like, uh, Lex might see that, let's say I'm passed out and she sees that I've been bleeding and my pants are saturated and she, like, cuts them. You're cutting, I don't know why with in this scenario teeth. you're cutting my pants off. You're right, and then she cuts my pants off with her teeth. And then but you <laughs> cut my pants so that you can see the wound uh-huh. and you see that it's already coagulated. So what you're saying, like then you don't need to do it's already you found where the bleeding was coming from. If it's no longer bleeding. Oh, right. I think that's the other bleeding part. Consistent. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. So consistent so volume pulling. Yeah. Yes. If it's already coagulated and your body's taking care of it, like just call nine one and don't get that part of thing going. Go, don't put a tourniquet on. <laughs> that is not a case. But if she had found it and it was like oozing, then like, <laughs> then you have to you have to make some choices. So I'll then, go call nine one one. So then I'll go. <laughs> I passed out. The, the third, the, the C is compression, and there's a few ways. So if it's like a gash or like a hole. Like a bullet wound. You're supposed to fill it up with gauze and then put compression on it and then never stop compressing it until the EMT come. No peeking. That was my favorite part. Okay, no no peeking. Did you saw it? In no my peaking. notes, I just drew the... The oh eyeball emojis. Yes. <laughs> like, no peeking. No peeking. Like, and I was like, no peeking. No peeking? Yeah. What no peeking. But, but seriously, I, I could see where if I had started doing that, I would want to check it every once in a yeah. while. But you don't check stop? it. 
Never check it. No. The EMTs will check it when they get there. And when you say fill it with gauze, it's like you're stuffing gauze. As far as you can as go. As far as you can. Like they had graphics where like half of the hand of a grown person's hand is inside, inside of, of a leg. Yeah. Or a wound. Whatever. Yeah. And you're just cramming a t-shirt or whatever. Like some semi-clean fabric absorbent something into it and i think that's where the comment of like i heard you have to make it hurt if you're doing it right (laughs) like that's gonna hurt no matter what yeah pack that up put something on it and then you just hold it with all of your body weight with all your body weight you never do it and so that's like more if you have like if it's something like on the trunk or like really close to the groin or something if you if it's on a limb they actually recommend that you do a tourniquet but only if you actually have an actual tourniquet. Not they they specifically said never tourniquet someone when you're just trying to do a homemade tourniquet like a belt or like a thing uh, like or like tying a cloth like as hard as you can. <laughs> the whole time you were compressing. <laughs> the whole time. I'm like holding my own leg. Um never make your own because they found this they were talking about like the the kind of a big thing that's like a really easy example was at the Boston Marathon bombing. A lot of people just made tourniquets and 0% of them worked. That was a comment from William. That was a comment from they William. They found that none of the tourniquets worked. None of them provided any positive health benefit. Yeah, a lot and of that's them. That's because it takes a lot of pressure to stop the body from pumping blood. In both directions. In both directions, yeah. So, so that was like, really interesting because I was like, of course make a tie your t-shirt around it if you can't yeah no nope because Which is a huge relief in a way what was she called it she called it compartmentalization or something like that where blood is still going one way but it can't come back the yeah. other way and so then it gets stuck and you can do nerve damage pretty quickly mm. when you have an actual tourniquet it's completely cutting off flow both to and from the heart both and um i can vouch for that because i put one on yeah, she did, did put it good. on. She did, but I will share the picture. William put it on him, and my face the whole time was like, oh, why is he doing that? And you can see I'm that like, he's like hurt. one of those people who's like, yeah, I can do that. I do yeah, this he's like, sometimes. yeah, you know, it's no big deal. I'm an EMT, so. Uh, you can see where my arm is already yeah. pale. He, he went up to the cute girl in the front. He's like, can you feel that? And I was like. And his mom connection. was like, back off. Yeah. yeah. Seattle Office of Emergency Management, you guys put on the best events. Yeah, we love them. I love it so much. I don't know if everyone picks up all of the amazing things that we see, but the peanut gallery was in full force. Oh, fully. Full force. Um, So, all of the, so there's this tourniquet. They show us the tourniquet. Literally, while they're showing us these tourniquets, Lex opens up Amazon. (laughs) She finds a thing. She shows them to me, and she's like, I'm just getting them right now. And literally the second that she is pressing add to my cart, they say, (laughs) and don't go on Amazon and just buy whatever Amazon. They're like, we 100% support you buying any other first aid prepper stuff on Amazon. They're like, buy away. But tourniquets, they're like, you should invest in the $30 one that's from the company. What is the company called? Cat. Cat, that's the actual military-approved tourniquet. 
Uh, so she didn't buy it, but now I'm like, now that we've looked, we're like, why are these like 30, 40, 50? Because it's a racket. $600. Because Sandy Hook was a, you know. No, don't be feeding into all of those stupid people who think that didn't really happen. I wasn't going to say that, Danny. You were. I saw in your, <laughs> I saw the glimmer in your eye of like. No, that's not a joke. Yeah. I'm that, taking that part out. Um, no, but it, it is a racket. Yeah. There's $800 kits. So they're saying that, so we, they're going to have these stop the bleed kits in schools and community centers and public buildings. Um, so if an accident happens and they train, their goal is to train everyone in the U S on stop the bleed of just like CPR. Yeah. Just like CPR. Which, like, you know, 20% of the population probably knows. I'd be yeah. interested to see. I know. But they're, like, $800. Yeah. And you're, like, this, that's, that's turn, bullshit. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that tourniquet, you're going to use it once. You can only use it. it once. Yeah. You literally, but if you save someone's life using it, I think it's worth $30 to save someone's life. So our plan is to buy some of the cheap ones, keep those around <laughs> for people we don't know or like. <laughs> We'll have a couple of the $30 ones. For friends and family. People we like. But what if you have to choose between two friends? Like you have two friends side by side. Like, they okay, both get need together. A We're doing a double. They both need a tourniquet. <laughs> okay, you put your arm in here. You put your leg yeah, right next to it. Uh, the other cool thing on the tourniquet things are, are they have a, a time for you to write the time on yeah, there. Yeah, clever. But if you don't have a Sharpie, like what the hell are you supposed to do? Because in the... $65 stop the bleed kit that you can buy for your personal. There's a Sharpie. There's a Sharpie in there. If I ever ever put a tourniquet on you and I, if, and I have to write like the time on there, I'm also going to draw boobs on your forehead. Yes. That's super appropriate. Well, you'll be like passing out, so you won't even care. Then I'm going to get the doctor who's like, oh, I want that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like, um, are those cartoon boobs on her head? And I'm going to be like, their headlights. <laughs> 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 Millennials aren't going to get anything about the Atlas or that reference. They're going to be like, all. what the hell? Are they, she, they're going to be like, is she talking about like Cloud Atlas? Like, what is that? <laughs> Why does she have that like old movie in her car? Yeah. Wow. And I'll be like, first of all, it's a novel, wow. novel by David Mitchell. So uh, get it together. Durr. Also, I'm talking about maps. Man, and they're gonna be like Google Maps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like longitude, latitude. Weird. They're gonna be like, no, don't know anything Ugh. that you've said. Um, so the whole thing, this whole class actually could have been taught in 15 minutes. That's every class. That, I mean, that's every class that they yeah do. In the end, the most important thing that they like would they said every time someone asked a question. They were just repeated. You just want to find the bleeding and stop, stop the it. Bleeding. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop that bleeding. Should I get a bottle of water and wash off the blood so I can see where the bloodies, the bleedings come from? No, no. <laughs> I mean, if you have some water, but seconds count here. And I was like, oh, seconds. Yeah. Because you can like pump and out also, some blood. What do you need to actually, she made a point. First of all, she said, first of all, you're going to prolong it. But I didn't yeah. think she wanted to get into the fact that like, if you throw water on the wound, you're just making it, it's not coagulating. Like you're taking away. Yeah the bodies, what the body is trying to do. And also if you're not a medical professional, 
it's probably not a good idea for you to clean out wounds when you're stuffing a t-shirt in it. More of like, so if they are covered in blood, um, like, and they're and I see that it is consistently bleeding, but I cannot tell where it's coming from, or maybe they have lots of lacerations. What's the big one? Like, yeah, where is it coming from? So I could see that, but to the presenter's point, like, guess. Yes. She basically said, guess, just make do your something. best guess. And, yeah. You know, I would think probably higher is better because then you're at least compressing higher than the wound between yeah. the heart and the wound. That's smart. Oh my I God. think that's a good way to assess. I tried to ask them a question, which they did not. I wanted to get into more specifically. I asked them a question about like, what if a wound is very large? But really what I was thinking is like, what if my abdomen is sliced open from like waist to waist and just ha- putting your hands on no, top of it is not enough. You would be dead. There are some things You that- don't know if you can keep my intestines from falling out. If you're compressing. But your little hands, you have such tiny hands. How are like you going to keep all leg. of my insides from falling out of my body? Dylan and... And put him on. <laughs> just press Dylan as hard as Dylan. you can. Come here, buddy. Oh, other news. But what? his name isn't Buddy anymore. <laughs> his name is Dudley now. I don't think the podcast knows about Dudley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about Dudley last him. time. You said you got him to eat him. And then you changed his name. <laughs> it's so that I can feel less bad when I eat him. I know why. It's going to be fine. It's going to be he fine. he does, too. Uh, so after we did the like sit down part, there's like a demonstration part. I really liked the weird mold thing. So like they have these uh, essentially what would I would say is like a eight by twelve Tupperware type container, and then there's foam in there with like two different kinds of like wounds that you had to like shove gauze into One and then compress. Yeah. One was a bullet. One, one was like a big gash. Gash. But a surprising amount of gauze can fit in these wounds. And then there was a bunch of uh, just legs that had like <laughs> fake wounds put in them. So you had to like put the tourniquet on the fake leg. It's so funny. This must be the bottom half of all the CPR dummies that they bring. <laughs> <laughs> I made so many dad jokes. Oh my god! Just like things like people would walk up and be, and I would be like. This tourniquet's perfect. I mean, we lost the top half, but this is really... <laughs> Didn't hear that. <laughs> that was a knee slapper. It was. It really was. What I did was I just yelled at their crotch, you're going to make it. <laughs> uh, William also called us fools. I think he Because really we, were, we were... He did. At first I questioned, I was like, we misheard him. And then when I thought about it for another second, I was like, no. He said, this is where the fools are at. Because we were up front playing with the tourniquets (laughs) where Lex put one of the tourniquets on. And then she was in clearly in pain. And while she is clearly in pain, she's like, Danny, go get your camera. (laughs) I can't feel my fingers. What a nerd. Here are you fools. And... And also, we were the nerds taking selfies at the front of the class. But it was for... He didn't know it was for our podcast. Yeah, he didn't know. It's for you guys. It's mm-hmm. not just for us. It's for you guys. Yeah. Then I was trying to chat people up. Yeah. How'd you hear about this? My mom saw it on 60 Minutes. Oh, yeah. This because of the Sandy Hook thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm sorry I keep saying that. Every time your whole spirit goes like... <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, we did stop the bleed. Now we're certified. Mm-hmm. We got certificates. If Our any, names are on it. If it's anybody just wants to get tourniqueted, mm-hmm. uh, I was taught a decade ago in a first aid class, and maybe a little bit more than a decade ago. They're like, you never do a tourniquet, and it's unless yeah. it's the most desperate of situations. They told us that in the emergency, like the um, apocalypse, yeah, survival class. But it's if you don't know how to use it. If you don't know how to use it. And I also think that the the thing, again, with the Stop the Bleed class is this is about saving someone's life. This isn't about, like... Saving their leg. Saving their leg or whatever. This is, like, they're going to die. So you got to do something. Yeah. There was another joke because people kept pressing them on... Like, well, how long is too long to leave it on? And they're like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because Help if you take it the off, way. they're going to die. They're going to die. Like, don't worry about it. They're like, well, how can you tell if the if the tissue's going to die? And they're like, well, you could just see her be like, just stop the bleed and we'll take care of it. Yeah, like, the, that's why you're I'm calling 911 first. You. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows if that situation is whatever, but. Yeah. Um. The person in the front row was like, so should we even leave it on when they're dead? And I was like, okay, dude, we don't need your sass up in here. That's this, our job. Yeah, we are the peanut gallery. We are the peanut gallery. Not you. I was like, we don't need that. We don't need that. That was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I feel like we had, like, a great week of prepping. Like, oh we did. Gosh. We, like, double-checked our stuff, like, our, our initial supplies. Mm-hmm. We went to a class mm-hmm. to get educated. We're actually recording the podcast to help educate other people with misinformation yeah. that they can then look up and find out the real information, right. too. You're so nice. Um, yeah. We're I've tricking really, people into prepping. We are. We're tricking like, them so It's so fun. Hard. Look how cute it is when you do it's it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Feeling cute. Might prep some later. Uh, I have another self-shout out for Ooh, prepping. I like it. Um, and I'm remembering this is why I went and prepped my car bag. Because I went out to Vashon Island with Lulu. Nice. And it was a pretty hot day. And I brought tons of water. And we got stuck in the ferry line along with all the people. This is for like a team building thing at work. We all got second line and ran out of water. And so then we didn't have any water, which is like, you're not in a disaster situation, but like, you dumb dumb, like, yep. you need to have water in your car. So I was like, of course, I went and looked at my bag. There was no water in my bag. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's really bad. And so I was feeling really bad about myself. I did go and I walked to the ferry terminal and got water, and Lulu was fine. And um, so we're all getting in our cars because the ferries come back. And I see my friend running up the hill, and we're like, her car's way up there. And she's like, Jennifer's car is dead. And she's like in the front of the line. And if your car dies in a ferry line, they make you wait until everybody gets on. You have to jump your car and then wait there and have it charge until the next ferry comes. So she was going to have to wait like another hour and a half for the ferry. Oh, my gosh. And she's like... I know Alexis will have jumper cables. And I was like, I do have jumper cables. Nice. So she like took the jumper cables, runs down, got the car started. She got on the ferry and it was like, you know Seconds, what? Seconds, yeah. Sometimes it's just the little things about prepping that are like really nice. You're like, yeah. I had those. And that she knew that I would have it. Aw. You're like, it was me. Nobody else had them. I did it. Yeah. Nice work. 
And I've done it a couple times now that I like actually know how to use them too. Keep on, keep at it, guys. You know what? Slowly but surely. <laughs> keep surviving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did we have anything else to say? <laughs> That's it. That's it. We love you guys. Love you so much. We'll talk to you we next want time. You to live about things. Yeah, I'm gonna live. Are you gonna live? Yeah. Let's do it. Slowly but surely. Keep surviving. <laughs>